Guys, the Blue Bloods are back. We have a very special guest today with us, Aaron Golob, former Tulane long snapper, and you might know him as the first ever legally blind student athlete to play in an NCAA football game. Now he has turned keynote speaker. He joins us today to talk all things football, his career, and just his journey throughout college football and life now. So we just want to say we appreciate you joining us today, Aaron. Yeah, look, thank you, you both, for having me here today. I really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to chatting and just getting to know you guys a bit. For sure, for sure. Um, and so, you know, I stated earlier, you are a former college football player, so I am extremely interested in your perspective, especially with all the national news going on in college football right now. And I want to start with the We Are United movement, which was started by the Pac-12. The Big Ten jumped on it, but it hasn't got as much national spotlight. Um, what is your opinion on this? And do you see the players getting everything they asked for? And do you, or what do you actually see coming out of this movement? I mean, look, I think I think the thing, some of the things that players want is a separate issue than whether or not they should play the season. I think playing the season is. Look, let's just, let's just say that some, some – I mean, some leagues are playing this year, as of now at least, the SEC, the ACC. I think it's a terrible idea. I think that there's going to be issues. I think that one person on the team is going to get sick and everyone on the team is going to get sick and then they're going to have to cancel their games. Or, you know, college kids are stupid. They're going to go out to bars. They're going to get it. It's just – it's not going to work out well. So I think those are two separate issues completely. Now, going to other aspects of it, I think that, you know – college athletes may get some of the things that they're looking for. Uh, but, but I think it should be a totally separate issue than whether or not they should play this season. Right. Right. And, you know, building off that a lot, uh, a lot has been made uh, probably in the past year or so about name image likeness rights and just paying players in college football. And Brandon and I voiced our support on um, name image likeness bills but I have my reservations. We had Cole Kublik on from the SEC Network. He had a lot of reservations about making players employees and paying them a base salary. What is your take on this? And as a former player, do you think college football players should get paid or at least they should be able to make money off their name, image, likeness, which I imagine you probably do support there? You know, I think there has to be a line. I think that, honestly, they should be able to make money off their name, image, likeness. I think that should happen because, look, like, Players have two full-time jobs. The jobs, they're students and they're athletes, and they don't have time to get a normal job to make money. They just so I think that they should be able to get pay off their name and image and likeness. Uh, that being said, should they get a base salary? I don't know. I guess I haven't really thought enough about that. You know, I'm inclined to say no because they, you know, they're already getting at least for the scholarship guys, they're getting a full scholarship already. You know, I think they should be able to get money off their name and image and likeness. I don't necessarily think that they should get a base salary, but, you know, that's up for debate. Right. No, and, you know, that's something that we've, we've spoken about a lot on this podcast. You know, we've had, like Zach said, we've had guests on who have voiced their opinions on it. Um, I, I'm kind of on the side of, you know, they're getting their tuition, at least the scholarship guys, like you said, are getting their tuition paid. Uh, they're getting an education out of it, you know. Whether or not the tuition's paid, a lot of these guys are still getting the opportunity to go to school. Um, you know, and that may not be something they would have done otherwise. So I think that's great. Uh, but, you know, in regards to some of these issues, and we spoke about the We Are United movement earlier, uh, if, if you were playing today, 
what what would be some of the changes that you would want to see in college football? And, and yeah, I guess that. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was rambling a little bit. But what are some of the changes you'd like to see in college football uh, if you were playing today? Yeah, I mean, first off, I do, I do, I think we're on the same page. Like, I, I don't think that they should get a base salary. I think that they should be able to get paid for their name, image, and likeness. But man, I think there's a lot of issues that are not in this whole movement, you know. And one thing, for example, that I'm working on and and working on starting with with athletes soon is is some sort of coaching program. And 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 part of the issue is there's not enough mental performance training and transition training for guys after college, you know. Everyone who's a college athlete wants to play in the NFL. And most of them have no idea what to do when they don't make the NFL because most of them aren't going to make the NFL. And they, they just don't learn the skills that they need. They learn the, they get the education and that's fine. That's good. But it doesn't necessarily apply in the real world if you're not focused on it. And I can promise you that, you know, there are a lot of college athletes that get a lot out of the education and I was one of them but there's a lot of college athletes that are there to play football and are not there to study and don't really care about it. And I think that there has to be some sort of programs added to work with guys on not only their mental health and performance in the games and off the field and everything like that, but the transitions they need to, they need to work with guys and show them that, you know, these are the options that you have after college. You can get a job. You can use your degree to get a job and start a career. You can use your degree to start a business and just to show people what they can do. Cause so many athletes have no idea. Right. Right. And that's, that's something that I mean, you know, Zach and I are both, we're both college graduates. We've both been around athletes throughout our college career. And so, you know, we kind of see this sort of thing where the athletes are focused on their sport as they should be. And, you know, and I just don't think there's enough focus maybe on academics, maybe on life after graduation. So I, I definitely get what you're saying. Oh, it's, it's, it's really important. And, and I mean, trust me, when you're in football season, yeah, football is one of the most important things, but you got to focus on school. You got to focus on the mental aspect of it. And there's really no training or programs that's focused on the mental and transition aspects. And, and that's something that I'm working with a partner of mine right now on, on coming out with a program to work with, you know, whatever level of athletes to work on the mental side and the transition side of whatever they're trying to do, whether it's to get to the next level or transition into some other aspect of life. Right. And I know me and Brandon have talked about some of the changes we like to see is bring is have more financial literacy courses as well, because even the players, like you said, that don't go on to the NFL, I mean, even the players that do go on the NFL, they're going to make millions and millions of dollars. I mean, Patrick Mahomes just signed for over $500 million and I also think mental health, like you said, is important because I know I had a friend who was an Auburn football player. I won't mention his name on the podcast, but he said that it was a, there was a big stigma against having mental health issues and that coaches and fans are and, and like, he said that it's almost, he almost feels like fans dehumanize the players. And so if they had came out and said they had mental health issues, he felt it wasn't respected or held in the same regard as if a normal student had those same mental health issues. Yeah, and, 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 you know, that's completely true. And, and touching on the personal finance aspect, not only, I mean, I think personal finance should be a mandatory class that every person in the country takes in high school, first off. I think the education system in general doesn't teach us that, and that's ridiculous. But when you go to athletes in general, I think when you are a college athlete, the team really needs to do a better job of having a course or having a program every year 
on teaching you personal finance, investing, uh, you know, taxes, everything to do with your money, because they don't prepare you for that. And whether it's you're going into a job, starting your own business or going to the NFL, you know, a lot of guys have no idea what to do with their money. Right. And it's a huge issue. I mean, even you see like 30 for 30s come out about someone like Marcus Dupree or someone like that, who now it's almost like they're so far removed from their college football days and they never got to, they didn't know what to do with all the money they were making. They didn't know how to profit off their name image likeness after college. So I feel like it's really important here, but we'll go, we'll go, we'll go ahead and move on to the last question on this topic before moving into some more personal stuff. Um, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say here, but we see this huge controversy about opting out. If you were still in college football, would you opt out or would you more like to see a stance like Justin Fields taking where he's doing petitions and he's almost doing everything he can to play this season? Let's put it this way. If my team was playing right now, Tulane is playing, I would be playing. That being said, would I think it's a good idea to be playing? No. Do I think it's a good idea for any team to be playing this year? No. But would I play because I want to support my team and I would feel the pressure to play? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I wouldn't complain about it. I would hope that the NCAA makes the smart decision and if right. things are wrong, stop the season. But if we are playing, I'm not going to be the one kid on my team that doesn't play. Right. And, you know, this is something that Zach and I haven't even really spoken about on the show yet, but – I don't understand why the NCAA is not really taking a stance on this, leaving it up to the conferences. Uh, is that something that you think should be taken on by the NCAA as an organization rather than the individual conferences? Let's put it this way. The NCAA is there to regulate college athletics, to set the rules and boundaries. They don't do anything like that. Like they, they are there to do that. And right. when you really think of it, they, they are the organization that should be setting the rules and boundaries. They haven't done anything. It's ridiculous. They, they should come out and make a firm decision. Either the conferences are playing, the conferences are not playing. And it's, it's, it shouldn't be up to the individual conferences whether to play or not. It should be up to the league in general. Exactly. And, you know, this is just my own personal opinion. I, you know, I won't even ask you to speak on it. But in my, in my opinion, I think the NCAA right now is doing the exact opposite of what they normally do, which is – overreach and in this moment they're just kind of backing off and it's ridiculous to me but um <laughs> we'll we'll move forward before we uh before we get too far down that down that road um and like zach said we're going to move on toward a little bit more uh you know toward the per, uh, personal side of this interview um so you know obviously we introduced you 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 were the first legally blind player to play division one football um at tulane you know so what was that road like, you know, on, on your way to Division One football? I, I know that it's different for everybody. Um, and what did it feel like to finally, you know, step onto the field as the first legally blind player in the NCAA? I mean, it was, it was a long road. It was something that I had worked for years on to become that athlete. And when I started playing football, I wasn't – I was an offensive-defensive lineman and, you know, wasn't very good. And going into sophomore year of high school – I was a sophomore in high school when, you know, at that point, you figure if you're going to play Division One football, you're probably a varsity starter your sophomore year. You're probably doing really well, right? Like, I was probably the third string JV center and defensive tackle my sophomore okay. year. Like, not a good football player. 
And at that point, I basically said, you know, I'm not going to be a division one lineman. I not only am I legally blind, but I'm undersized. I'm not going to gain a hundred pounds and be 300 pounds and, and be a lineman. It's just not going to happen. So I had to figure out what I could do. And I found long snapping. And I said, if I get good enough at this, then maybe I'll have a shot. And then from there, I just, I worked 20 times harder than everyone else. I just, I would wake up at 5 a.m. every day and go practice long snapping before school. I would lift weights every single day after school. And it was just, I put in the hours and the time that no one else did. And because of that, I got things that others couldn't get. It's, it's really a simple formula. Honestly, anything in life, if you do the things that others aren't willing to do, you will get the things that they can't get. It's, that can be applied to anything. And that's what I did with football. Absolutely. And it's definitely admirable. Um, you know, next, uh, you know, I, w- I was going to ask a question about uh, whether you started out as a long snap or not, but you kind of answered that. But well, so let me ask you what your dream position would have been. You know, if you would, if you got to choose any position, I, I was personally a long snapper as well. <laughs> so, so I understand uh, what that road's like, but, but what would be your I mean, true dream position? I mean, realistically, so I'll give you kind of the opinion, then I'll give you my unpopular opinion. So there we go. I'd, I'd say quarterback, I guess, for like the notoriety. Um, that being said, if I were to pick a position that I'm going to play high school, college, and then play in the NFL for 10, 15 years, I'm picking kicker. Okay. And my reason there is kickers still make a lot of money. They don't get hurt like quarterbacks or any other position do. And they can live, have a long, long career, be a well-known person. If, you know, look at Adam Vinatieri. He's won several Super Bowls. You make a lot of money. You don't get hurt. Like, why would you pick a position over that? That's, I mean, that's my very unpopular opinion. I, 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 mean, I like that. Point. I must say, I, I like that because, I mean, Adam Vinatieri really and truly probably won two or three Super Bowls for the Patriots because down the stretch he made big kicks and that he – and I, I mean, he's almost – 45 now he might even be a little bit older than that so I'd completely echo that sentiment I think kicker is an underrated position to pick um and and the only reason I I don't pick long snapper there because I mean I love the position long snapper but you know if I'm going to pick one position long snappers don't get the notoriety and kickers do and that's why right yeah I I like that choice a lot but regarding your college decision um, what was it about Tulane that made you decide to go to that school, take your talents there? And if you could redo that decision today, would you still go to Tulane for college? So first off, there were only a few schools that really gave me the opportunity. And so because of that, of the schools, you know, my decision was, I want to pick a school that's really good academically, that has a good football team and you know, is a really great place in the country. And Tulane was just the best fit for me. It was a really good school academically and a phenomenal city and a great football team. And it was just a good fit. It was a good size school. It fit really well. And I mean, honestly, going back, I wouldn't have changed anything. I loved my experience there. Like New Orleans is a city like nowhere else in the country. The school is so much fun. I, you know, I really took the motto of I picked a school that if, and I was told this by a coach, and I really took the advice to heart, and, and, and I, I suggest this to any athlete out there. Pick a school that if you get hurt and you break your leg and you can never play football or basketball or whatever again, that you would be happy attending not playing that sport. And that's how I picked Tulane. I said, if I really get hurt and I can't play anymore, would I be happy here? And the answer was yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually, I live in Baton Rouge. And so New Orleans is just right down the road from me. Love it there. So I definitely understand that. Uh, you know, but to move on just a little bit, um, you're originally from Massachusetts, which is, you know, for people who don't know, uh, pretty far away from New Orleans. Uh, and the city of New Orleans is also one of the most popular cities in America, which has an interesting reputation. But what was the transition like moving from New England down to the South to play football? Honestly, I loved it. It was a great experience. You know, I had the ability to be surrounded by teammates that were like brothers to me from day one, honestly, and, and that made the transition really easy. I think when you go to a college that's halfway across the country, it probably can be pretty hard to adjust it for at times for some people. But for me, you know, I walked in and day one, I had 100 friends. You know, it just, it was a really easy adjustment. Everyone was there to support and push each other to reach the common goal. And it just, it worked out really well. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so I want to shift to this because I know this got a lot of media coverage here and it was Jake Olson out of USC who also was a long snapper, also was blind and he also got he also got to take some snaps for USC. Do you and Jake have a close relationship? And what are your feelings about seeing both of you guys setting like this standard and making this impact that probably gives all kind of kids across the country with disabilities or with stuff that could hold them back? Like how do you hope to see more kids pursue this opportunity after seeing what you guys both achieved? Yeah. So I don't know Jake well, but I know him, uh, you know, all right. We've, we've talked a few times. He's a phenomenal person. Great, great person, great football player, just all around awesome guy. Um, I respect him a ton and think, you know, what he did as well was, was incredible. And, you know, I never looked at it as setting the stage for other people. Looking back on it now, I think that he and I both have the ability to have done that. And, you know, I think it's an incredible thing that we were able to do and and be able to spread that and share it with other people. You know, it's something where if, if another kid with a disability or just with any challenge sees Jake's story or my story and says, wow, if, if Aaron or Jake could do it, then I can do it. And it motivates them to achieve their goal, whether it's in sports or something else. then that's, that's a really great feeling to have and, and so rewarding. And I'm sure Jake would feel the same. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I think that we can all understand that. Um, and so Zach and I kind of did our homework a little bit, and we know that you do a lot of motivational speaking and appearances uh, nowadays. So for our listeners and others who may hear this, what would you have to say from, uh, to others who may suffer from any sort of physical disability or people who feel like they can't achieve their goals? Uh, is there anything that you'd like to tell them? Yeah, I'd say two things. First off, you're going to have to work 10 times as hard as other people to be just as good as them, and you're going to have to work 20 times as hard to be better than them. And you need to put in the work that no one else is. And I don't mean by working harder at practice. I mean by waking up at 5 a.m. every day like I did and practicing for hours before school. I mean, lifting weights every day after practice. It's, it's really to a whole nother level that you need to push yourself when you have a disadvantage. The other aspect is don't listen to anyone else's opinions. You know, so many people hesitate to take action because they're worried about what others think. I do not care at all what anyone thinks of me, whether it's in sports, whether it's in my speeches, whether it's what I say in my speeches, whether it's what I post on Instagram. And because of that, I do what I want and I 
have a lot of momentum and, and, and my stuff takes off. But if I were to sit back and think, oh, I think someone's going to judge this or, oh, someone left a bad comment, then it would really hold me back. But when you can learn to tune out the judgment of others and really only care about your opinion, because realistically, you know, if someone's putting you down, like really, really think about it for a second. If someone insults you, there must be something going really wrong in their life for them to feel like they need to put you down. And, and when someone says that, then I'm just like, wow, like, I feel bad for them. And, and once you can understand that, then you can get past all of the judgment and you can push yourself, but you really need to learn to tune out judgment of others. Right. I mean, I, I think that's, it's something that even like everyone should take to heart. And I mean, I know it, guys go check out his Instagram because I, mean, I, I was looking at it. There's a lot of like good content where you're talking about real life issues every day that people probably need to take to heart. Um, but we have two more questions here. The first being, being a Tulane alumni, what do you see uh, as of right now that AAC is playing this year, but even if they don't play this year, next year, are you impressed with how this, where this program is going? I mean, they went into the bowl game, beat Southern Miss. They even, they played Auburn who, is an SEC school really, really well last season. Um, what do you think? What do you think about the pro, the state of the program right now, and where um, where it's headed? Yeah, I think Coach Willie Fritz has done a phenomenal job turning around the program, and I have to say, I'm really proud that I was able to be a part of of that initial transition of, of leading the guys and helping them turn the program around. And I think that Tulane is in, is headed in a great direction. I think that they're going to see a lot of success in the future and it's, it's to do with everything that coach Fritz has put in and it's, it's an incredible path that they're on. And, you know, I'm proud and thankful to have, have attended school at Tulane and graduating from there. And, you know, I can't wait to head back I and mean, who knows if it'll be this year or next year, but go back soon and, 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 you know, speak to the team. Um, I know I'm looking forward to that. I know coach Fritz is looking forward to that and, and you know, help them share my story and, and, hopefully make a difference there as well. Right. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That I know that the players definitely would, would listen up and listen to you and take what you have to say seriously. But this is one of our last questions, and it's a mandatory thing on this podcast. We asked every single guest about this. I mean, and as of right now, you got probably have the most complicated question of any guests we've had. We haven't had one since all the craziness of college football. But three conferences are playing this fall. As of now, the SEC released their schedule yesterday. And so we have to end this interview by asking, out of those three conferences, which team takes the national championship? Because the college football playoff says it is going on without the Pac-12 and Big Ten right now. So out of the teams playing, who do you think is your favorite for the national championship? I mean, probably Alabama. Oh, that works kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what other school are you going to say besides those two? That, that's right, true. Yeah. <laughs> breaks our heart though Brandon's a uh, diehard LSU fan I'm an Auburn grad the last thing we wanted to hear is a former college football player say Alabama is going to win it but I mean look if, I, if, if, Joe, if Joe Burrow was back at LSU I'd say LSU but I think LSU will definitely make the, the, the playoffs but if I were to have to put money right now on a team I, I feel like there's it's a pretty safe bet to pick Alabama <laughs> yeah, very low risk, uh, probably very high reward. So we, we definitely understand that. Um, Aaron, it's, it's been great to have you on. Um, 
you know, we wanted to kind of end the interview. We wanted to ask you, first of all, if there's anything else that you'd like to touch on. I feel like there's not a lot to talk about in college football right now. Zach and I have been kind of like stretching um, over the past few weeks to find content. So if there's anything else you'd like to touch on, we, we, we're definitely game to talk. No, I mean, I'm, I'm open to answering. Do you guys have any other questions for me about anything? I'm happy to shout anything. And if, if not, no problem. I mean, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Aaron, uh, we, we wanted to give you the opportunity to plug anything that you wanted or say any final words uh, to our audience. Just anything, anything you got. Yeah, so my website is AaronGollub.com. That's where you can kind of find some of my speaking content. Feel free to check it out. And then I have my Instagram at Aaron J. Golub. I, I put out a ton of content, you know, most days there go check it out it's really motivational can help you with whatever's going on and then my podcast is called blind ambition it's on youtube spotify apple all the channels check that out as well great listen but uh yeah i mean anyone who's listening feel free to reach out with me with any questions you know i respond to all of my dms on instagram it's i'm happy to help in any way i can so so reach out to me would love to chat it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I'm telling you, go check out his Instagram. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really eye opening. There's some great stuff on there. So he's not kidding. Go follow him for sure. But Aaron, we, it, this was a blast, man. And listen, throughout the season, if, or in the future, if you ever want to come on again, definitely let us know. We, it's been a blast to talk to you about Tulane, your story, football, and all, everything that we touched on today. Yeah. I mean, look, reach out to me whenever you want. I'm, I'm always happy to come on. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I mean, I'll definitely reach out to you in the future, but I, uh, uh, you know, sometimes go on a lot of podcasts and just kind of, kind of forget, but man, like literally anytime you want, reach out. I'm happy to come on in two months from now, if you guys want in four months from now and just anytime. For sure. For sure. But guys, that is a wrap on this episode. We'll be back next week with more college football content. The season's coming soon, so make sure to tune in. But for right now, guys, we are out.